Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 16. I am your host, Mike Gutterman. And I'm very happy to say, I'm excited. I got my first email. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, anyhow, this email is regarding what I was talking about in the last episode about the Silbera uh, campaign on Indiegogo. And uh, this gentleman was nice enough to inform me that I was slightly misinformed. Anyhow, I'll read his email at this point. This is from Jeremy Van Scalquick. Uh, and trust me, I had to email him back to get the pronunciation, proper pronunciation of his last name. Because I would have never gotten that right. I would have butchered it. Van Scalquick. Jeremy Van Scalquick. Anyhow, this is what he said. Hi, Mike. I've been enjoying your podcast and I had a comment about your recent chat on Silbera Film. And since you keep complaining that no one emails you, I thought I'd fix that for you. Uh, complaining, come on, maybe uh, encouraging? Uh, I don't know. I try to be positive, not negative, right? I don't know. But anyhow, okay. So, Jeremy goes on to write. The point I wanted to make was specifically about the Indiegogo campaign that Silbera is running. One key optional difference that can happen on Indiegogo versus Kickstarter is the flexible goal method. If you find the term flexible goal in the percentage backed line, just under the percentage bar that fills up, it can tell you the type of campaign raises the funds for the creator even if the full goal isn't met. Of particular note is that unlike Kickstarter, the funds are paid from your account immediately when you back up the campaign, not when it ends. I'm not sure if that's also the case for an Indiegogo campaign that doesn't use flexible funding, as I'm not sure I've ever seen one of those. Anyway, I just wanted to point out that detail since a large part of Silbera's films are nearly ready to go, Pan needs packaging, and the Orta is 90% ready for full production, it seems to me that they should be very likely able to fulfill these rewards even without the full amount raised. So I think that any amount they raise will keep the process and the film rolling. And that seems like a good thing to me. Thank you for the podcast. Jeremy Van Scalquick. Shooter of 110, 35mm, and 120. Hopefully, 4x5 to come somewhat soon. I'm with you on the 4x5. At some point, I want to do that myself. Uh, 35 and 120, yes, I'm doing. I have never shot 110. I should probably maybe try that at some point, but uh, as I've, I mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago, I'm going to try APS. That's my version of 110, I guess. <laughs> I'm going back to the 90s. I'm going to do advanced photo system. But anyway, so that that was a good. Um, I'm glad he corrected me on this because so basically what I'm understanding is with Kickstarter, when you fund it or when you uh, pledge on a Kickstarter campaign, they don't get your money unless they meet the goal. Generally, on Indiegogo, the minute you pledge, they go ahead and get your money, and they don't have to actually meet the goal. They'll get any money that you contribute. So. That's kind of that's a positive, I think, for Silbera because any money they raise will help them get this thing up and running. And the amount of funds that they were asking for, if they don't reach it, then it's very possible that they're still going to get enough money to at least get this thing launched and at least get it started. So, 
thank you, Jeremy, very much for correcting me on that and clearing that up. And so, everyone, if you, uh, I guess there's not really a negative on the Silbera thing. Go ahead and uh, and back it up, and uh, hopefully they'll get enough money to, to you know, make a good dent on what they need to do. But it doesn't look like that necessarily the campaign will be a failure if they don't raise the max funds they were asking for. So, also happy about this. My first email. Jeremy has broke the seal. Now the floodgates will open, right? Like, now you guys will email me. Because, you know, it always, it always takes that one person to start it, right? And then now everybody else can join. So, there you go. Guttermanphoto at gmail.com, by the way. That's how you email me. So if you do email me, and I know all you all are out there now typing out emails now that Jeremy has opened up the floodgates... It probably wouldn't be a bad idea to um, go ahead and f tell me how to pronounce your last name or maybe even your first name. If your name's not Matt Jones or John Smith, I uh, will likely butcher it. <laughs> At any rate, oh, see, I, I, almost, I almost said something. I was gonna, I'm going to talk about this. My wife uh, listened to some of my podcasts and she offered me some, my beautiful wife, by the way, offered me some constructive criticism. She said, uh, you need to um, stop rambling so much, make more notes, and keep more on, on point, because you're saying and um too much. So I was like, really? I didn't realize I was doing that. And now that I say that, now you guys are gonna notice it all the time. Uh, and so I was like, you know, maybe I should go back and listen to my podcast and see how I can make it better. One thing I noticed is that I say at any rate a lot. At any rate, I don't know why I don't even know why I say that. I don't I don't think I even say that in normal conversation. Why am I saying it on this podcast all the time? And now that I've pointed that out, you guys are gonna notice that too. Uh, I think what probably disturbs me most about it is in the late nineties I was actually in radio as a DJ for a local radio station here in Louisville, Kentucky, WLRS 102, the new rock alternative, The Walrus. And I produced and DJed a show that was basically a one-hour-a-week show that was, we played, I mean, I basically I played uh, underground rock, indie rock, and some local music. And so I should be better at this. Now, granted, that was the late, late, the late 90s, and I haven't had a speaking uh, gig since then because not, not long after that, I got a job at Ford where you don't talk to anybody. You just are a robot that, uh, that builds trucks. But uh, listen back to these podcasts, it's like, wow, I really lost the, uh, lost the radio uh, expertise that I had gotten because I, I don't know. I, I mean, you're, I, I listened to these other podcasts that people were doing. I was like, these guys speak really well. They don't say all the uhs and the and does, and they don't say at any rate every five seconds. But that's kind of what I do. Uh, hopefully I'll get better. And I'm sorry about that. And uh, see, I just did it. I just did and uh. So there you go. I, I don't know. Uh, factory life has has changed me. I used to I used to be in radio. I used to be a radio guy. Which, of course, 
I don't think you guys want to listen to a radio voice this entire podcast either. Like, hey, everybody, film photography is great. Uh, nothing but traffic on I-65, backed up, rubbernecking. Weather is coming up next. Uh, I, I never actually did any of that in my radio gig, but but I did speak better then, and hopefully I'll get better at this. <laughs> so let's, I'll tell you what, it's a real... Uh, it's a real eye-opener to listen back to these podcasts because I just kind of recorded them and put them up there and hadn't really double-checked them a whole lot. But listening back at them, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you'd never know that I was in radio at one point. <laughs> anyway. See, I didn't say at any rate. I said anyway. So that's, that's different. I'm changing it up. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up here. Another thing I noticed when I was listening back to the podcast, the first nine episodes, I just had a local radio station on, uh, our local public radio station, and they played a lot of songs that in the background that I really do not like. So from like episode 10 on, I am playing my band's music in the background. And I don't know if it's any better, but at least I don't personally hate it. And I know my band can't sue me for playing it because uh, I'm in that band, I guess. <laughs> anyway, the weekend's coming up. Hopefully you guys have good plans. I am going Saturday night to see one of my favorite bands of all time, one of my top ten bands of all time. I'm going to see the Jesus and Mary Chain live here in Louisville, and I'm so super pumped about it. Um, you know, I guess I'm showing maybe my age by saying that too but the Jesus and Mary Chain was all that and one of my favorite bands I'm finally getting to see them it's my first time ever getting to see them and I thought it would be a band I would never see so really excited about that but the main thing I'm excited about from this podcast is I'm going to finally shoot some Polaroids this weekend I'm going to use that new One Step 2 that I told you I was going to use and I'm going to shoot some film out of that and see what it looks like uh, even if it's just portraits of, again, my beautiful wife, I'm going to take some uh, Polaroid one-step-two shots this weekend. If I accomplish nothing else, that's what I'm I'm going to accomplish. So hopefully you guys got some cool plans, some cool photography plans, or just some cool, maybe you're going to see a cool band like I am. I'm not going to say at any rate. So let's uh, think of something else. Anyway, but see, that's not good either. I don't know. That's the end of this episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. You can see my photography at Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography, on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, and obviously email me at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. Jeremy has opened up the floodgates and I expect that I'll have just so many emails next next time that I just won't even be able to it'll have to spread it across episodes I guess right <laughs> and, and I'm not complaining I'm just encouraging by the way stand positive anyway take some cool film photos stay positive see ya